0: you think. Welcome to the I Work For him Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, today we're talking with Robert Smith, a good friend of mine with St. John's Hearing Institute. We're not talking about hearing aids. We're talking about Robert's testimony and how God has transformed his life through scripture being impacted on him. And we're also, we have Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay in the studio today to continue the conversation about the upcoming brand new mentoring study called Business His Way. Robert, And, Ross, thanks for being on the show today. It's always good to be in the studio with you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, this is Robert's rookie time. He's, he's never been on the radio before with me. And so he's a little nervous because, you know, being in the studio with me can be, you know, just you never know what's going to come at you. But I'm grateful that you guys are both here. You know, guys, as I was studying for this show today and really preparing for business his way in the launch and the roll up, I was studying about what is the verse for I work for him? What is what is the overall passion behind I work for him? And, and, and I, I know a lot of scripture, you know, there's 1500 pages of scripture. And as I was looking at Romans 12, 2, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I said, That's exactly what I work for him is all about. And this is in, you know, this version is the New Living Translation. But don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect it's exactly what i work for him is all about because we are so caught up as business people we think we know how to do business but the way we've all been taught to do business has nothing to do with jesus christ we and we don't get it from the pulpit that the pulpit doesn't know what to do because the pastors, aren't, they're not preaching about it. So we're talking about it here on the radio today. So guys, all right, thanks for being on the show with me today. Why are we talking about change? You know, the Romans 12, 1 and 2 says we need to be renewed. We need to be made new again. Why does God want to bring change about in our lives? Robert?
1: You know, <clears throat> when we operate a business, we, so many times we copy what the world gives us, and that's the first half of that verse. And we look like everyone else. Why, why do we look any different? What's different about us? Why should people listen to us? Why should people follow us to church on Sunday? And it's not until we get to the second part of that verse where they see the difference in us, where our mind has been transformed, and we take it on Jesus. It looks totally different. And that's what's happened to me over the last three years, hanging out with you.
0: (laughs) Pretty scary stuff. (laughs) Ross, what about you? What do you you see? You're mentoring guys all the time. What's the value of change?
2: You know, I look at this as bringing the kingdom to life right here in the marketplace and uh, Charles Stanley says that the kingdom is the rule of Christ in your life that's what we want we want to make sure that this is an everyday thing not just the Sunday thing but that Christ is ruling in our life our decisions in the workplace our decisions with the family and uh, so what I'm excited about business his way is helping business owners men, women, who want to have that rule in their life and how to do that. Give them the resource, give them the tools. That's why this conversation today, Robert's got uh, experiences of the past three years that have changed how he'll do business in the future. We wanna make sure that uh, others have that opportunity as well.
0: Robert, we've spent thousands of hours together the last three years. I don't know if it's thousands, but we've probably spent a thousand hours together in the last three years. When we first started looking at this, you came to me, a small business owner. You've owned St. John's Hearing Institute for well over 20 years. And you came to me in a spot where, you know, Christ wasn't at the center of your business. Was change necessary? Absolutely. You could give me more than that. This is a radio program. People can't see your face. Animation.
1: (laughs) Um, You get in a place, I was sinking. And there, there was no hope, and Christ, I was living three lives, more or less. One was on Sunday, who I was, and that did permeate into my household, who I was as a person at home, but I didn't portray that Christian role that we're called to portray in the business place. And it's like a lifeless, gutless company out there just trying to sell a product. And there, there had to be change. Death was imminent. Hmm.
0: Ross, what have you seen? Change. I mean, it, we talk about change. Is change necessary in the life of a Christ follower? Well, to take a stand for Him
2: is the, the, the first step in this process. Recognizing that something in you needs to be different. And we, those sermons on Sunday, in the C12 group, we, we talk about that bridge between the Sunday morning sermon and the Monday morning madness. And how do you make that connection? What change needs to take place? And you and I will debate over and over again. What's the greatest leadership book that uh, that we've read lately? It always <laughs> seems to be the new. I've read 37
0: best- books mm-hmm. since February. That would be a difficult conversation.
2: But what we do agree is that the number one leadership book
0: is, is the, the Word. Bible. It's, Absolutely. It
2: is the word that's been given to us because it's all about relationships. And, uh, and that's really what we're talking about here. The change that's necessary if we recognize that we are the shepherd of our flock. Whatever number of employees we have, we might have two. We might have 122. But we have been called by God to be steward of his company. Thus, we are to be the pastor of those employees. And uh, so, the question is, is that
1: a change? For most people, the answer is a big yes. You betcha, Robert. Let me ask you a question. You're just probing my mind here. Do you guys see, and Ross, do you see out there, are we afraid to stand up and show people that we're for Christ, running our business? Is there something holding us back as a whole that is keeping us from standing up and saying, yes, I I believe in Christ and this is a Christ-centered business, is there something holding us back that you see?
2: Well, I think first and foremost is our society and our culture has created this separation that you can't talk about Jesus in the workplace. And the fact is, yes, you can. And uh, Jim, you and I have talked about this on on previous broadcasts about how you hire people, that you talk about the environment in which you have created. And would you be comfortable working in this kind of a workplace? in which as believers, we're saying that we're gonna make decisions based on what Jesus tells us in the scriptures. It's a biblical world perspective. That is a big difference. And I think, Robert, you, you nailed it, is that we've been told that we can't. right? And so right. we don't, but we must.
0: Well, and what's fa- fascinating is that, you know, I've had Christians tell me I'm absolutely full of junk and other things that you I mean we can't because Christians run businesses different I mean we we won't be able to make money if we run a business for Christ we won't be able to make money I've also had pastors tell me we can't talk we can't start mentoring our business people to look at their workplace like a mission field because then they'll be too involved in their mission field All right, here's the question gentlemen Ross and Robert is running a business with Christ at the Center different than any other business you
2: know the The fact is that you have to decide who is in the lead. And so if it's Christ and you're the steward, then you have to decide how you're going to manage, how you're going to lead, how you're going to communicate, and what message is it that you're going to uh, be sharing. And so it's absolutely critical to determine, does God own the business or is it yours? So are you saying it's different or are
0: you saying it's similar?
2: I think if you take that stand, it has to be different. It has to be different from the standpoint of who you're representing. Uh, Paul, as he was in prison, was talking about who he represented in a changed life, a totally different direction because he had that road to Damascus uh, experience. And so I believe that many of us have to have that kind of an experience where we recognize Wow, Robert, you shared that that was what it, it took for you. It, it, was, it looked like the, the end was near and that you needed to make a change. Well, that's what Paul found on the road to Damascus you know, when the scales were pulled back a few days later. It was a different life. And that's what I hear uh, you say, Robert.
0: Well, and I think before we go to Robert, because I want, I want you guys to hear, my listening audience, to hear Robert's testimony because it's, it's fantastic. But here's the deal. There's a lot of people out there. You know, before Christ, we're like the oak tree. We're like an oak tree out there. We're trying to do good works. And sometimes what we try to do is we, we try to staple oranges onto our tree, doing good works, kind of looking like an orange tree, but we're still an oak tree. And everybody knows out there, oak trees don't produce oranges. They produce those really annoying little leaves that get in our car. Okay. That's all they do down here. Up north, they produce super huge leaves, but down here, just those little annoying leaves. Okay? But then we come to Christ. We're no longer an oak tree. We're a new creation. We're now an orange tree. And as an orange tree, we are completely transformed, and we are naturally going to produce... Orange. oranges okay so we're a new life and so naturally if we're if christ is at the center of our lives everything we do is going to be different robert what kind of change has god orchestrated in your life over these last three years in your life and in your business over these last three years
1: um over the last three years especially i remember one sunday we were in worship and it was glorious as it is almost every sunday there and I got stopped right in the middle of worship and I had to grab my notepad and sit down with God and listen to him and listen to his heart. And I remember writing on that pad, you own nothing, I own everything, I will strip you of everything. And it hit me without going into the rest of those notes is that I was owning my stuff, my business, my this, my that. And it was all about me, and I was a Christian and had been for years, but I wasn't living in the freedom that he offered. And I know that he had to take everything away, so all there was was he and I. That's where I needed to get to.
0: How was that working for you? That owning everything? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you repeat the question? Um, no, it was it was terrible. It. I was afraid, to what we were talking to Ross, is I was afraid to stand up and say, I'm a Christian and I stand for Christ and this is the way we're going to operate this business. I was just in fear of, of everything, of what people are going to say. Of, of, I think it starts in the heart. You know, and we're working over the ears of our patients. It starts with praying for that person. Let God, please, please take my tool. Please minister to this person. Please heal this person. Before it was me, I had the tool. It was my skill.
0: You know, when we talk about the I work for him method, which is really what Robert and I have gone through the last three years, Robert, you where you were three years ago with your where you with your family and with your business, and then where you are today, is a remarkable proof that God is super powerful and can do amazing things in our lives. Give the audience some perspective on how God used me, which is just real and I hate to even get myself in there, but how God transformed you and just using as you like to call it my size eleven to to, to transform your life. I mean, what what's different about your family life, about your, your personal walk and about your business today?
1: Um, Our good friend Phyllis introduced us, and she knew there was something that you had that I needed from God, obviously. And he has ears to hear, and you seem to speak my language. We sat down. I remember the first uh, assignment you gave me. You need to go home, you told me, and sit down with your bride and do a family budget and bring it back. And if you don't, don't come back. I never want to see you again. I'm like, whoa, this guy, you're a Christian. You're supposed to help. Honestly, I I knew it was in love. I knew it. But we did that, and it was an act of obedience, and that was a first step. And, but to put, it, um, to put it in a nutshell, we were sinking. Our ship was sinking, our cash flow was terrible. You sat down with me in subsequent visits, and, and you, I mean, hammered. Hammer, Jim Brangenberg's hammer came down on me, and that was your size 11. By the way, we is his foot, as his shoe size. If you don't know out there, and I felt it on my backside so many times. I got the hammering because. Are you sure you should be in business? You're not honoring God. You're not honoring your vendors. You're not honoring your employees. You're not honoring your patients. If you're not paying your bills on time, if you're not honoring him and setting the example, why would people want to be in business like you? And. That painted a picture for me and it made me just stop and say, I do need to go to Romans 12.2. I do need to examine myself. I do need to see, should I continue? And you said, why should you even go on? You should shut this business down and go work for someone else. And that stunk, to put it mildly. That attacked my pride and my ego, which I was operating in, obviously.
0: As you shake your head and smile, nice (laughs) smile. All right, so how do you view your – I want to hear more about your family. How has this mentoring process affected your family life?
1: Um, One of the things a year ago, Martha and you – and I still think she's smarter, but that's another story. She's definitely cuter, Um, and she is smarter. I love listening to that woman, especially when you two are together. You guys brought us over to your home to minister to us, and we wanted to take a step further. We saw for two years – by the way, for two years, you and I met. Sometimes for an hour, two, three, whatever, every week, every two weeks, whatever you could give me for free. And that was amazing. That backed me up. Why in the world? This is my beginning thoughts. Why would this guy do this for free? Hmm. Jesus Christ. I'm starting to get it now, three years later. And so we sat down. We were going to go to another level where you're going to put more time in us. And you, you remember what you told us? You said either you two go to marriage mentoring so you can build your marriage to be even stronger or we're not going to go any further. Do you remember that? I remember. Okay. We did. And why did I say that? Probably because you saw something in us <laughs> that needed strengthening. Well,
0: because your marriage is way more important than your business. And if your business, if anybody's business is going to be solid, they got to have a solid family life at home.
1: Never saw that before. Sorry, just didn't see it. We start to go and and again, as you look in the mirror through Jesus' eyes and and I call you the illuminator. Now, your his light shines through you, illuminates all those things under rocks, all those things in closets, I don't want to deal with, but somehow you seem to find them. As you examine that, you see, okay, Lord, this isn't what you want for us. My wife is, by far, Pam, is most important thing in my life, next to my relationship with Christ, and we get we get busy from Monday through Friday, and we think everything is so urgent, everything is so important, but we came in naked, we're going to go out naked, and the relationships we build on Jesus Christ are most important by far. And that was lacking. That perspective was lacking.
0: What is the biggest thing God's done in your business in the last three years?
1: Stripped it from me. He's taken it to where I could see it gone. I didn't own it. And he had to take everything away to where I was stripped naked before him to realize that's what my life was about. That's where my pride, my ego was wrapped up inside my business in quotation marks.
0: What's the coolest thing you've seen God do?
1: Take it away, and put it in His hands, and take off with it to where we're actually running a profitable model as of we speak.
0: What, what I, I would say the coolest thing is that when I met Robert three years ago, uh, and he was introduced, like he said, by Phyllis Alderman, who's a great uh, a great woman in all of our lives. Phyllis Alderman was Shepherd's Village, connected to New Life Solutions. Yes, there's your free plug, Phyllis. We. Um, You know, what I I saw was a man that was disconnected from his business. He liked working in his business, not on his business. And today, Robert Smith with St. John's Hearing Institute is the CEO of his own business. And he's the CEO submitting to Jesus Christ on his knees in his business, spending time in the word on a daily basis, ministering to his wife and his children, more importantly, and he's learning to minister to his employees. And the coolest thing is now, that's where you're at. And you know the cool thing about
1: that is I liked employees before. I was frustrated. If anybody's listening, I hope you're not, but it got frustrating. (laughs) And if you do, don't forget I love you. Um, But now it's different. It's you've shown me how to love my employees. It is such a pleasure, it's such a privilege to invest as you've been a model to me, invested in my life to invest in their lives and to watch them grow. And to model Christ, I mean, it's not up to me about their salvation, but...
0: Well, and it is and it is cool because our employees, as as a business owner, our employers are a gift from God. And they we need to treat them as such. They may never see in Jesus except in us. And so if we just do business like every other business, they're never going to see it. We need to be different. Our lives should be huge impact. Ross is just l- wanting to get a word in. You got 15 seconds you want to say? You got 15 seconds. I think
2: the key is what Robert said, working on the business. We're very good at working in our business. And so uh, that's what we're gonna be talking about this second
0: half hour. Yes it is. You know, in the first whole half hour of our show, we started talking with Robert Smith with St. John's Hearing Institute and Ross Harrop with C12 Tampa Bay about what does a a workplace ministry mentoring process look like? And if you wanna be part of today's discussion with Robert and Ross, Robert, you've you've shared a little bit of your testimony. I know you could go on for three hours. Unfortunately, we only have, you know, an hour show. Ross, I'm gonna go back to you. You're a C12 leader. And as a result, you're also a Christian business mentor. How impact? How impactful, wow, just having a hard time today. How impactful can biblical workplace mentoring be? What kind of results have you seen? The excitement
2: is when, at least in the model of C12, where you have a Christian uh, CEO roundtable, and you meet once a month, and you're dealing with the material, the... Uh, on how to run a better business, how to do ministry, and what the the scriptures have to say. And you come together and then there's the accountability where one person is saying, so why doesn't your vision or your mission statement say that? Why doesn't it say that you're out there living for God and you're running your business for Jesus Christ? That, what we find is that that mentoring is not only something that I do in my my role with them as a full-time employee of C12 but it's also how they serve as mentors for each other and really business his way that'll be rolling out on September 13th and on the second Friday of each month is an opportunity to come together with other business men and women yeah, we're looking for typically people that have two, three, four employees. There may be some that have more. But looking at what the scriptures say about work, what does it say about management, leadership, communications? And the Bible has all of that insight for us. And so uh, this isn't going to be about the who's the smartest in the room this is about coming together and learning from each other and when you said that you want to apologize uh, for mentoring because as if it were about you absolutely not because Jesus has called us to go out and disciple and what we're talking about in the mentoring role that you're uh, sharing here is discipling in business and how does it all come together? And we spend so much time in our work environment, we need to do a better job to know how, and that's what you did with Robert, and that's what business his way, that'll roll
0: out in September, is all about. Well, what's, what I was apologizing for, I just want to take any of the credit, because God uses me to ask questions I have no right to, know to ask, and it's, it's, it's God's gift, it's not my gift, I love doing it. And, and Robert said, you know, you don't understand why I did it for free for two years, it wasn't about the money. It was about uh, you know it's a gift that I have and it's and I want to if God and Phyllis Alderman when she speaks I just listen. That's why both of you are at this table, because of Phyllis Alderman. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But I I asked you the question, Ross, what kind of results have you seen already? You've been a C12 leader for over a year now. What kind of results are you seeing?
2: Uh, Let me give the example of another doctor, uh, a physician, um, and uh, Dr. Cruz Suchet up in Dunedin. Have a wonderful medical practice. And uh, before she got in C12, she would share how she would say to her employees how they, through their decisions, represent her after the past several months of being in C12 she and her husband both who is the uh, director of operations for the medical practice recognized that there was a a change that had to be made and uh, dr. Cruz says she now says to her employees you're representing Jesus Christ and so we have to be diligent about the decisions we make. You know, that's just one of those small things, Jim, about through the mentoring process that uh, both Antonio and uh, Cruz learned. And, uh, and when she speaks and, rea- you know, you recognize that the Holy Spirit is at work, then others who are sitting around the table, that round executive round table, pick up on that and they say, you know, we need to be thinking and speaking as she does.
0: And that's that's the cool thing that I've seen, Robert. In our three years, is that you know I have certainly not known even a quarter of the answers to the questions I've asked you. But what has been really cool is how involved the Holy Spirit has been in inspiring you and giving you answers to daily workplace issues. I mean, this is not about you know there's, that there's a manual on how to run a hearing aid business this is about the lord has very much an interest in how you run your business for his glory and his honor and when you decided to turn it over to him he started inspiring you
1: no question about it um as we spend time with him and pray over people or pray over employees your heart changes and and you're spending time. It's not just something you do. You sit and worship. You, you listen to a sermon on Sunday. It's worship all day, every day. I can't even tell you. I was thinking about this this week, thinking about you coming on the show. And I was thinking about you can't even imagine how many times I'm walking out of someone's presence and being with our patients and just saying, Thank you, Christ, for allowing me just to have this job to be with these people, to do your work, and to be inspired. It's amazing.
0: So when you look at your business work day, you look at it completely different today than you did three years ago.
1: No question about it.
0: Well, what, do you, I mean, what do you think that has changed the most about your mindset?
1: My heart. Again, I go right back to where I was stripped, and it was just he and I, and those intimate moments where I needed to make a change in my heart. And now when I look forward I get, at night, I'll get down and I just recommit my life again. I say, please use me, and please, please, Lord, take me out of the way. Take me off of the altar from worshiping myself and put yourself back on. Jim, I'm reminded that
2: in listening to Robert, uh, the Bible doesn't have a, a lot to say um, about uh, the hearing aid business, although he does say for those who have ears to hear. So maybe that was right. maybe that was part of it, but he has a lot to say about ego. About leading with pride, and as I was hearing you, he, you know, in, in that first 15 minutes of the show, and you were sh- saying that that's what got in the way. It's uh, he has a lot to say to us, and uh, through your mentoring and your questions, and isn't that the way Jesus operated? He was always leading by questions. He was always asking. He was you know, a very good question. <laughs> asking asker. the Pharisees and um, and even the woman at the well. You know, he.
0: You know, it was incredible. What was the biggest thing, as God opened your eyes up, Robert, towards your business, what was the biggest thing that God allowed you to see? Maybe with regard to your employees, what, what did you learn about your employees? As I challenged you to stop looking at them, at them as cogs in the wheel and start looking at them as people, what was the biggest thing that God enabled you to see?
1: Just that this is a ministry and that I represent him. And go back to what you said, this may be the only Jesus some of them see. What kind of a rep- representative was I? What would make them want to go to church with me on Sunday and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Why would they? What, what difference was there in me? None. Come and see me on Sunday, I'm a different guy. And he, he just allowed me to see that this is his ministry and it's all about him and that uh, I was his light if I would allow myself to be used. And I think that's it, it's about, it's about submission It's about obedience, and obedience leads to more intimacy, more intimacy with with God the Father and Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you um, allows your heart to change.
0: All right. Now, Ross, we, you know, we both have felt called to make sure that we can give them, you know, C12's got a fantastic model, and C12 Tampa Bay is a great organization. It, you know, it, it's fantastic. But sometimes it doesn't fit every Christian small business owner. And so you and I have a burden for those small business owners that don't necessarily fit the C12 model. And, and so we're rolling out business his way on September 13th. And, and I, I think what's, what's really cool is that we're going to try to provide for people that challenge. Even if it's just two and a half hours a month, just one time a month, but that challenge to to ex- start exposing people to workplace ministry why are we doing it?
2: The key is that we're not going to be trying. The tools, the resources that we'll be using are proven tools. and all we're trying to you know to do is to represent, as Robert said, and be ambassadors for Christ and make this a simple, straightforward methodology. What you and Robert have done over the last three years, we know can be replicated. And uh, that's really what it, what this is about, is to have a just a simple formula, a providing a biblical world perspective.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And so those of you out there in the listening audience on september 13th 7 30 a.m at new life solutions in largo we're going to start our first business his way mentoring day just two and a half hours uh and for more information you just need to contact me jim at i work for jim at IWorkForHim.com. in the first three sections of our show we've been talking with robert smith with st john's hearing institute and ross harrop with c12 tampa bay about what does a workplace ministry mentoring ministry law oh boy look like all right to be honest with my audience i did have caffeine today. Today, I know I shouldn't have. All right. So now, Robert, as we got into the last segment, I know you said to me, Jim, I'd really like to play, pray. Wow. i really like to pray for the listening audience. And so I want to give you that time so we're not rushed up to the end of the show. To pray for the listening audience, for those people that are out there listening that are really being impacted about what we're talking about today. So go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I just um, ask you to lift up three people that you put on my heart. Or to ask you to lift up that person who's in a situation similar to mine, who's sinking. And Lord, uh, they're wondering how they're going to make payroll. They're wondering how they're going to pay their vendors, how they're going to get product delivered, how they're going to get it in their customers' hands who trust them. Lord, uh, the, I, just, I lift up another person that is surviving. Um, and Lord, I'd ask as I identify these people, Lord, I just pray that you would have them pull over. They're driving in their car. or they just pray with us together that uh, they might see light, maybe for the first time in a long time. or that second person is uh, the person who's surviving. That person who's paying their bills, paying their vendors, paying their employees, but they don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. It's not fun anymore. Um, They're just going through the drudgery. And Lord, you've called us to live to the fullest. You repeat that over in your word. And I would ask ask you to ask that person to pull over and pray with us right now. And Lord, the third person that's on my heart is that person that's succeeding, that person who is in you and with you and guided by you. Lord, they're running a profitable business. They're doing things right. They're obedient. They're living in worship and in communion with you. Lord I just ask that person if if uh, you would put it on their heart that they would pull over that maybe they've been wanting to invest in something just they're not sure what. Lord and as we pull over with these three people I just ask you to lay it on their heart to reach out to you to seek your face above all and to reach out. Lord I just pray that uh, that person who's sinking would call this show would call I work for him. Lord and, and um, just let Jim's light shine on them Lord that uh, it might shine through him and Lord I just ask that also the surviving person would pick up the phone or email or to make a commitment Lord you, you call us to take action to be doers of the word and not just hearers only and Lord I'd also ask that person who's succeeding to invest in this ministry, to invest in that first two guys that are out there who need to hear from someone, who need one-on-one mentoring, or who need to hear your still small voice through another human being that invests in them and that loves them. Lord, I just uh, ask that these three people would come together through this show, through the internet or email, just, Lord, that you would call them to action today. And Lord, we trust you. We love you. We know that you want the best for us we know that you want the best for our family and that lord uh, maybe we just need to set ourselves down to set ourselves aside and let us get out of the way so we can take you on and lord you can be the lord and master and and ceo of our business lord we just want to submit that to you today lord we ask all these things in christ's name and all god's people out there said
0: Amen. 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 All right, Ross, we've got a couple minutes left of the show. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Business His Way. And we're going to start off one of the books that we're going to give away at the first as part of the curriculum that we're going to include in, in the first session of Business His Way is going to be halftime.
2: It's, it's the book that sets up everything that we do in the, in the months to follow. And, the, and the, the question is, are you a nominal Christian? And I would suggest that most, uh, most are just nominal Christians. Are you sold out for Christ? And are you leading, as Robert challenged us, uh, to change from the way that he was leading his company to leading it for God and to uh, be his ambassador? And so business his way is in contrast to business my way. And so you, you have a choice. You started the show saying, you know, what are the choices that you make? Well, we have a choice. And Business is Way is, uh, is that kind of an experience that will give you an opportunity to be with others who are in the same situation as yourself. And uh, you're wanting to do more, and you're just not sure how uh, we'll be able to do that for you.
0: All right. Now, I just want to make sure that, we, that our listening audience understands that the Business His Way is open to any Christian business owner in Tampa Bay and that, uh, that we'll make this. A, this is going to be a very reasonable program, and it's brought to you once a month by C12 Tampa Bay, and I work for him. And we had a caller, and I apologize. I know it's our good friend Lynn, but we don't have enough time to take her call today. We're at the end of the show. But thank you very much to Robert and to Ross for being part of the show today. You guys were fantastic, and thanks for the great discussion.
1: Thanks for having us. Hey,
2: one drink of caffeine a day.
0: Yeah, I'm That's not. I know I'm not supposed to have any caffeine on on show days, so yes. I, I kind of blew it. It's a it's it's a tough one. But I want to thank you guys for your transparency and for the great discussion that we had today. All right. So the challenge questions here here's here's what I want you to think about. Are you an oak tree trying to bear fruit? Does Christ-like living in the workplace baffle you? Are your employees aware that you're a Christ follower? If these questions or today's topic find you desiring a deeper understanding of how God fits into your workplace, then... Check out Business His Way. It's a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord in your workplace. Brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I Work For Him. For more information, contact me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. Final word about my advertisers. As part of my job, I work with small business owners, providing a cost-effective and efficient solution for managing their computers. My clients often ask me for referrals to other quality vendors. That's who my sponsors are. People I trust, people you can trust. If you want to be one of those sponsors on my show, you got to contact me at jim at iWorkForHim.com. I'm looking for a restaurant that wants to be the sponsor to the last 30 seconds of every show every week. Look for links to my sponsors' websites on WTIS1110.com and iWorkForHim.com. Listen, please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for for iWorkForHim.com. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time. All right, you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, and I'm an employee. I don't know about you, Tampa Bay and the rest of the country, but I work for him. I've had
1: a long day, I just want to relax. Don't have time for my friends, no time to chit-chat.